Thank you for joining us for another mentor meetup. Today we have the pleasure of spending an hour with Augustina Satori. I really enjoyed hearing her story and learning about the amazing work she's done. So I expect that you're gonna love hearing her story too. Augustina, go ahead, take us away. So yeah, I'm happy to be here and thank you for, for the invitation. So, so yeah, I'm excited to be here and to tell you a little bit about my story. So I'm, I'm Augustina, I'm originally from, from Uruguay from South America. I don't know if anybody's been nearby uh, there um, next to Argentina, south of Brazil. Um, very small country with just 3 million people. Um, but we have a great and, and, and we have a lot of people that actually work on technology. So um, a lot of engineers work from there remotely for companies all over the world. A lot of them with companies that are uh, in the US. So as being like a small country, we always start thinking about being global, right? So our mentality is always like, okay, how can we impact and how can we get what we develop somewhere else to a different country, right? Um, so I'm, I'm originally, I, I studied engineering. I studied telematics engineering in Uruguay. Um, it's a combination of telecommunications and computer science. Um, I always liked more the computer science side of things. So, so I, I chose that path uh, while I was studying in the university there. And I was studying in, in Uruguay and on my last year, I had to actually do like a, a final project, um, which was a year project that we had to um, actually work on a technology, a product that we want to develop. Um, so at that time, I was, I was actually thinking like, okay, what should I do, right? Should I do just a project of something that I think is interesting or should I do something that solves a real problem, right? So I decided that I wanted to do something that, that was some, a, a problem that I was going through, right? And imagine if we think about engineering uh, in Uruguay, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago at this point, right? Um, 10 years ago, like it was not very common that there were a lot of women in technology, right? And I think this is a struggle that even today in the US we see, right? Of how can we get more women into engineering and to the technical careers, right? So I was the only girl in the class. I, I teamed up with two classmates and I convinced them to do a project that had to do with makeup. So imagine it was it was quite a quite a thing for for my classmates to to actually accept, but they didn't know much what to do. So they were like, okay, fine, you have a topic, let's do it, right? So I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and uh, the idea that I, that, that I had was for, I don't know how many of you are, uh, are you wear makeup or beauty products, right? But the idea was to help people find the right product for them. And one of the big struggles are for the people that use foundation, uh, and for the people that don't know what foundation is, it's a product that you put on your skin that has a similar color to your skin. And it's good for like imperfections, right? And, and, and to make your skin more glowy, right? So, but it's important, the challenge there is that your skin tone affects very much the color of the, 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 color of the product. So it needs to match your skin. So this is a huge challenge. How do you match your skin? So this is the problem that I wanted to solve, how to match your skin. So what does this mean? It means that even though it sounds like, oh, it's makeup and it's beauty, actually it's a very complex problem to solve. That is how can we extract the color from a face in a very accurate way and then match it 
with something that will actually show in a way that it's like kind of like looks good on you, right? Um, so that's what I convinced my classmates to, to work on. We work in a year on it. And that's when the journey of, of my company started, right? So if you see on the left, there on the slides, if you see that, that the, the, this first violet prototype there, that was literally our, our first prototype. So it was a screen um, that at that time, the, the, the iPads, for instance, um, they were just launching and they didn't have like a very high fidelity camera, right? So we had to do like an engineering there to use a Canon camera with a webcam to generate the live view. It was quite a challenge, I would say. Um, and that was the first prototype we made. Um, we got the support from, from local government institutions that supported uh, people building innovation. And so through that, we managed to actually start our little project. Now, we managed to get L'Oreal, which is a, one of the biggest makeup brands in Uruguay and in the world, right? And to actually help us as mentors in the program. So we started like that, they were mentoring us. And by the end of the, the, of the, of the project, a year after, and they told us, hey, I want this in the stores. And it didn't look like this, by the way, it had evolved already to look something nicer, right? And we said like, oh, you wanna put it in the stores? Like in a real store, in a retail store? And they're like, yeah, I, this, I think this works. We are like, oh, okay, great. So like, we, gave, we made a license agreement without knowing much what we were doing. And they signed an agreement for a year with us for five different stores to have this prototype. So I always say that I ended up in entrepreneurship really not knowing what I was doing, right? I was like, just right out of college, in college actually, when I started it, didn't have any work experience. I had just worked, well, I, have, I had interned in two companies. So I had worked six months in a software development company, six months in another software development company. And then now suddenly I had my company. I remember my, my mother telling me, Agustina, so, so now what? Like you, you need to provide this? Like, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna get a job? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna get a job. I mean, this is my job. This is, I'm starting a company. And she was like, are you crazy? Like, you, you have good grades. You can go and get a, like a real job. I'm like, no, I'm gonna start my company. This is my job. Like I am going to create jobs. So it was, for me, it was very, I ended up in this because I, I always felt passionate, passionate about creating things, right? And creating technology, right? But the reality is that I didn't, as I said, I didn't have much experience. So the path I'm gonna talk about, right? Like right now, that is a story of success that could have gone wrong many times, right? Um, started in a very amateur way, right? And the learnings on the way that I'm gonna talk about are really how I think we can learn by doing, right? And, and that's the story of my life. I was like, I, I studied engineering, but I didn't have a business background. I didn't have connections. I didn't have a lot of work experience, but I ended up starting my company and eight years after, now I'm gonna get into the story, but um, ended up selling it to Ulta Beauty, which is one of the, the biggest retailer in the US of, of makeup. So imagine, stand here 2010, Uruguay, this girl that finished engineering, has their prototype sold it to like a local brand right and then i started thinking okay we need to sell this to other companies right so what did what did what did i do was like well i had me and my co-founder we were two at the time uh, we got interns that were interning from the university and we started pitching it to other companies 
And in in that path, it was it was of course very challenging because we were we were a very small team and we didn't know much what we were doing, right? So we encountered Startup Chile, which was an accelerator, and that it was in Chile, um, that actually brought together a hundred different companies from everywhere in the world. Okay, so Startup Chile gave you forty thousand dollars. You had to move to Chile for six months. And you could then receive like mentorship and money, right? Um, asking you for no equity at all. This program, by the way, if anybody is now has an idea or has a prototype or has a company, um, is still there. So if you guys want to apply, it's actually pretty amazing. Um, no equity, forty thousand um, dollars. And for me, what I got from this, this, this really this program was the people I met. So 100 companies from everywhere in the world, right? Around 40% are actually American companies. And Chile is making a big kind of push for trying to get entrepreneurs from the US because they wanna also in a way like nurture the entrepreneurs from other places in the world, which may not know more, know a lot about entrepreneurship, right? So I moved to Chile. I started, I lived six months there. I started, I interacted with a lot of entrepreneurs from everywhere in the world. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from my American entrepreneurs that were there, my classmates, right? Um, that lived in San Francisco, that were like, one, some of them were, were had passed through Y Combinator. Um, some of them were not accepted to Y Combinator and were trying to raise money. So they said, why don't, why don't we go six months there? They're giving us free money and we can spend time there building our technology, right? Um, so it made sense as well. Um, so that opened me a new, a new thing in my mind, which was, well, I felt like as a person from South America, right, that had, that had gone to the U.S. just for tourism or to travel, I started feeling that I was not very different to the other entrepreneurs that were on the program, right? I mean, people came from all over the world, and I sort of, at, at the beginning, I, I, all my life, I was like, oh, Silicon Valley, right? And you idealize, like, what is there, and the entrepreneurs that are there, and and you know, like what people, what entrepreneurs know and what I need to know to actually start a business and am I good enough? Am I not? Do I know enough? Do I not? Right? All these insecurities that you have when you're starting a business, right? And more when you're doing it for the first time with not a lot of experience. Um, and that gave me the push of saying, you know what? Yes, I, I can do this, right? And I don't feel I'm that different to entrepreneurs that are in the US. So that's when I decided I wanted to come to the US. So that's when this journey starts. Um, that this photo I took it in 2014 in the Bart in San Francisco. I live in San Francisco now, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, I've been living here for six years. Um, so I took this photo. That was when I stepped San Francisco, and I see this and say, "This is a startup city. So start something." And I was like, "Yes, this is what I came to do here." Right? Imagine this girl coming from no. I literally came with my bag and said. I'm going to meet people. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to meet investors, entrepreneurs. I'm going to try to get clients with my software, right? Um, and it was hard, right? It was hard to arrive to a place where you didn't, I didn't have any connections. I didn't know the market. I didn't know who to call, who to talk to, right? Um, but I think it speaks a little bit to, to what you need to have as an entrepreneur, right? Of saying like, well, you never know the answers, right? You never know what is the, how is the way 
to go, what things should we do, are sure about the strategies, you're just going to discover them. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to have a lot of questions, but you need to find people that help you on the way, right? Um, so as I continue over time, in 2015, we got accepted into 500 startups, which was amazing. I mean, I, I started spending much more time there at the time. Um, and of course, 500 opened me a lot of doors to connections and other entrepreneurs. And I was kind of like feeling like, okay, I'm understanding more this market, right? Still, I was struggling to get funding, right? Um, I was struggling to get clients. I was pitching to clients and clients were like, what, your startup? Like, where is your team in Uruguay? What, where is Uruguay? What are you talking about, right? All these like questions that people are like, why are you here? Like, I, I don't trust you, right? All of that, that when you're starting a company, it happens, right? Because you don't, you don't have the credibility that a big company has. You just have yourself. And so how do you build actually a bond and trust with a company, with an investor, with a mentor? Asking somebody to mentor you is actually a big investment for the mentor, right? And so like, how do you create that bond and that trust with other people that you need to make your company grow, right? Um, that's, a huge, that's a huge challenge, right? And, and it's something that I realized that in the end, now looking backwards, that everybody that helped me on the way were because they believed in me. They saw something on me. Um, they saw me and they, see like, they saw passion. They saw opportunity. They saw something different, right? And I think many times, we are like, okay, something is different. And then it's like, we are, we are kind of scared of it, right? Or, or we are a minority and we feel like maybe we are, I'm Latina and I'm like, I didn't grow up in this country. You know, I didn't receive an education in this country. I, and you feel less, right? At least I many times felt less, right? Um, but I think today, as I look backwards, I, I learned that, that feeling that way was actually not the right thing. The uniqueness is about understanding which are, which are those things that make you different. Why do they make you different? And acknowledge to whoever you talk to that this is a strength, right? And why it is a strength, right? Um, for me, you could say like, oh, you're from Latin America, you didn't study here, you don't, you don't know the culture that well. Um, I mean, you don't have connections, you don't, but there's something special about that, right? There's something special about the fact that, well, yes, my team is in Uruguay, still in Uruguay, even after the acquisition of Ulta, but I have access to a pool of talents that maybe an, a, a person here does not, right? Um, there's a lot of technology developers there and they're much cheaper than in other places in, in, in the world, right? So I can scale a company and I have the connections to scale a company, right? I am a woman and I also am an engineer. So I understand technology from the consumer point of view and also from what it takes to develop something, right? Um, I have a global vision, right? I understand the markets not only now in the US, but I bring all this knowledge from Latin America that in a way, if you're here in the United States, well, you actually your customers are not only people that were born here, right? The Latino population is a huge percentage of the market. So do you have people in your company that understand that? Well, 
I don't know, but I understand it. I know what what, what my my people, you know, look for and want and need, etc. So I think, and this, I, I I like to say this because I think each one of us probably have our our weaknesses, and each one of us feel like kind of like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, or I come from here, I come, and then it's like, well turn it out into a, an advantage, right? Don't think about it as a disadvantage. Think about it, about, about it. Why, why is it that that makes me unique, right? And I think that makes all the difference in our thinking for anything in life, by the way. I, I, I think it, I, I'm always like, I don't like to, I, I'm, I'm not of the approach of complaining that I'm a woman and it's hard to raise money. I'm like, you know what? I'm a woman and, I, and it's hard to raise money, yes, but it makes me different, right? And why is this special? And they will remember me. People, when they meet me, they remember me, right? Maybe if I was like the other people, they wouldn't, right? So I think we need to change our mindset there. And that's important for anything we do, especially when we are starting a company, right? Um, so 2016, fast forward, I raised $2 million from a fund here in the US. Um, and after that, two years after, uh, was when Ulta acquired us. In the middle, of course, we had a lot of clients. So we worked with Estee Lauder, with, I don't know, uh, Clarins, with Duty Free, with Neiman Marcos, a lot of the big brands and retailers. So at the time of like from 2016 to 2018, it was kind of the peak of when we were having a lot of clients here in the United States, right? My team was a bit bigger um, and, and we managed to to really grow more the company here uh, based, based in the US, keeping our, our team, of course, development team always in Uruguay. Um, the acquisition the acquisition is a, a story of aligned vision and aligned, like, I would say, people liking each other, right? Um, Ulta was my client for two years uh, and suddenly it was, I mean, two years ago, the acquisition. So at that time, augmented reality started being like a thing. And I'm going to go show you actually what the technology looks like. So you get a sense now in a bit. Um, but augmented reality started being like a thing. And my company has had like transformed at that time into an augmented reality beauty company, right? So from try on on your face virtually, uh, like the filters you see, but for makeup, right? Um, from shade match that was what, what we started from skin analysis that was about understanding the the conditions of your skin to recommend your products right so we involved more to a like a very specialized beauty computer vision company right and um, so at that time Ulta really believed that technology was kind of like a, a big part of their their needs to be embedded and a big part of their strategy right um, so when we were talking about what is the next step what are we going to develop the conversation end up being like, hey, there's a huge alignment of my vision with the company's vision. And actually the teams work really well together, right? Um, and they saw an opportunity of instead of just having a, a, a contract, uh, why didn't they acquire us? And if they acquired us, we could build the, the future together. So for me, that was the opportunity to get to have this global impact that I mean, it's amazing. It's what the, it's it's one of the reasons why I started this company. I wanted to have a global impact and generate jobs and right and and generate talent, right? Um, so yeah, Ulta is the the largest beauty retailer in the country. A thousand two hundred stores, also e-commerce. Uh, for the people that use use makeup, I'm sure they know about Ulta. The discounts are starting now this weekend, so we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, 
And it has been exciting to be part of a bigger corporation. And something about this story also, it's like, it was pretty amazing that this American company took the risk of, of actually buying this company of a foreign person that started it in back in Uruguay, where all their teams are there, while Ulta is not international, right? So that was very special, I think, for all of us. And I think it's a proof that if you're really passionate about something and if you really have a vision and, and, and like there's alignment between you and your clients and anything, anybody that is around you and people believe in you, like amazing things can happen, right? And, and this is possible, right? Um, I think this, this, this story is also, I mean, I always say, right? Like if, if I could do it, right? If I could do it that I was just right out of college from Uruguay with not a lot of knowledge or resources to how to start a company, then anyone can do it, right? Um, I think it's a matter of like perseverance of trying uh, trying and trying and failing and trying. And I can tell you a lot of times we need to close the company because we didn't have funding because we didn't have, it's not gonna be easy. It's like, it's it was full time for eight years of my life, right? Every day, every hour, right? But But it's possible, right? And I think, in those moments that you are like, I can't do this anymore, because you're gonna have them, right? If you want to start your own business and, and even maybe at college you have it sometimes, like I'm so tired, right? I can't do this anymore. Then that's why I think I feel it's important to go back to the why. Like why why did you start this initially? Right. And and the need of really actually understanding and saying, okay, like I'm doing this for a reason. I'm not just starting something because I just have this idea and I randomly want to execute it. You have a reason behind it, right? Or you believe in the, the, the struggle that you're going through, or you actually, I don't know, um, you believe on, on the reasons behind it. You want to make an impact. You want to generate change, right? There's a lot of reasons, but it's important for us to acknowledge and identify them because those are the things that are going to maintain you alive when you are like, you know, in your worst times, right? And for me, it was my team, right? I always believed that innovation could be generated from Uruguay. And it was something that I got a little pushback. So I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to prove everybody that this is possible. And our software is the same quality or better than that software is developed in Silicon Valley. Why? Like, I want to show this to the world, right? And when I was in the, the worst moments, I always thought about my team and said, they're trying so hard there. And they believed all everything, all of this that I imagined and I envisioned, they believed in it. And they're working nonstop just because I had an idea one day and I woke up and I said, I'm gonna do this, right? And it's like, I'm responsible for them. They have families, right? They chose to work for me. So then you think about that and you're like, well, there's nothing that can stop me. Because I can be not motivated for some reason. I can be sad, but wait a minute. Like, what about those people? They believed in me. I can't let them down, right? So those things were the things that maintained me kind of alive when I was going through very tough times, right? Um, I think also another thing that I always felt very passionate about was about the impact that we can have, like you guys can have with your own stories in your communities, right? So for instance, just some numbers of, of the Latino population, for example, Latinos launch 
86% of new businesses in the US. And this, I think, is a start of the, of the last like five years. And you would say, like, do people know that? Well, I don't think they know that, right? Because the, the perception may be different, right? Latinas, like women from Latin America, create, create businesses six times faster than any other group in the US. Like, I actually didn't know that. I learned that like a couple of years ago. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. The, in 2021, the purchasing power of Latinos is projected to be $1.8 trillion in the US alone, right? So you look at these numbers and you're like, hey, there's a lot of things going on, right? And I am a big part of this and I am a voice, right? So it expands in a way also your message of like the why, why am I doing this? And, and it helps you also understand that you're doing something for yourself because this is your company and you started it and, and you're passionate about a topic. But the impact that we're generating is much more. You're generating jobs, you're generating change, you're generating a lot of things, right? So I think it's important that we understand like, and, and you build it on the way, right? It's not that you need to know this today, but it's important that when, when we are starting something and we're starting a new project and we want to start a company and we, we're gonna generate change and we're responsible for it and we should own it, you know? And so I think that's, that's, that's something nice and it's something to always remember, right? So I'm gonna show you here this video. So the first one is the try-on experience. You can, you can actually uh, use it on the Ulta Beauty app. You can see that I'm changing the shades of lipstick. So it uses computer vision. We identify the face, the, 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 all the sections of the, of the face from the lips to the eyes, everything. And um, we actually represent the finish coverage and texture of the product. So imagine technologies that I use like in gaming and things like that, that that's the kind of thing that we use. We, we process in real time in the graphics card. So it's actually not trivial to build this stuff. Um, and it's not trivial to do it in a realistic way, right? That that was our focus always, to make it look real, right? Um, so imagine we were creating this kind of stuff when, when augmented reality was not even a thing, right? Eight years ago, who knew about augmented reality, right? So it was certainly much more challenging to, to develop things, I would say, when we started, when, when we had a lot of hardware restrictions, right? Like, I mean, that computer that you saw, I mean, it, was, it, was, it didn't process, it didn't have the capacity to process the kind of uh, mathematical calculations we need to do to, to render these things in real time. That one that you see there is the shade matching. So this one is, is more about understanding your skin tone, right? So it's less about the visual representation. It's more about understanding um, what to take into consideration on the face to actually extract an accurate color, right? Which is also a very complex problem. And you can imagine that these days also, it's like, for us, it was always important, but it's even more important now that our technology can work with any skin tone, with any physical characteristics, right? So we work a lot on that area um, to make sure we use balanced data sets for our machine learning algorithms to make sure that we are being the most diverse as possible, that we are, we are like our technology works for anyone that uses it, right? And then the third one is um, our skin analysis technology that it's more about understanding your skin conditions. So you will see there that it will kind of diagnose your skin. And we also use AI to receive recommendations according to, for instance, like your past purchases um, plus reviews that we know that the products that are good for you according to your characteristics, according to your needs, your goals, et cetera. So it's kind of a combination of everything. 
uh, where we we recommend you the best uh, products for you and also diagnose like what are we seeing on your on your face right and all of this is available in the Ulta Beauty app if you want to give it a try and you got if you have any feedback also you can send it to me <laughs> then the other thing is like that I found very important as part of this journey that I wanted to to, to tell you, and I know we have three minutes and then we go to questions, um, is the, um, the importance of being part of an ecosystem, right? And the importance of, of really finding communities to connect, of finding people similar to you, people that are in your same industry, people that, that are trying to solve the same problems, um, to actually learn from them, right? Uh, I think it's important also to find where to give, right? Um, I felt many times that the times that I gave, I, I got much more even myself out of it than what I gave, that I felt I gave, right? And these things many times are the things that it's about generating opportunity, right? To others and even to yourself, you never know what will happen and where, right? So I think that's very important. Um, and as part of, a, as being an entrepreneur, it's all about also like giving, right? Because you will need a lot of help. So you better help other people too. Right, because like it it comes and I really believe in it. everything you give comes back, right? So, I I think it's important that that we have that as as kind of our our core as entrepreneurs, because we will need to ask for help and people will need our help. And there's somebody that is starting a business right now that could use my help, right? Because somebody helped me. So, um, mentorship it's important to find and surround yourself with people that know more than you and people that can help you in certain areas. Accelerators, I for me, they were a huge part of my path. I mean, I learned a lot from them at different things from different accelerators, but they really helped me get to the next level and many times helped me connect with other entrepreneurs that I thought was key uh, when you're starting a business because it's a lonely path. So uh, you need to have your network there with you. And then the other thing that I think is very important is to understand your weaknesses. Um, so we all have our weaknesses. And I think that the, the, the way we make things work and the way we move forward in life, not only in your company, but it translates to life also, is understanding which are your weaknesses and what can you do to, to bridge that gap that you may have, right? It can be anything. It can be that you are not technical maybe, and you want to start a company in the technology space, but you don't have a technical background. So then if that's the case, like you can bridge that weakness, right? It's, again, there's, there's many paths to doing things. Um, but I think it's important to understand and learn which are the gaps that you have and, and what do you need on the other side to go forward, right? whatever it is that you're doing, right? If it's building a, a prototype, if it's starting a company, if it's even in your in your job, if you're just gonna get a traditional job, right? So, so yeah, I think that's important. Um, well, the other thing I wanna just to say before the questions is right now I'm, so I'm part of Ulta Beauty now. So I'm part of the digital innovation team. So all my team joins Ulta with the acquisition. So we're now developing technology, but as, as part of Ulta Beauty. Um, I live in San Francisco. I have 25 people in Uruguay um, from my team. And then all this headquarters in Chicago. So pre-COVID, I used to travel all over. So from Chicago to San Francisco to Uruguay, that was my life. I lived basically in a plane. But now this year, I've been all year in San Francisco, which is something pretty unique. Um, 
but I think what the message I want to leave you today is like opportunities everywhere, right? And and we are never ready for things. We're never ready to start things. We're never ready to like if we wait to be ready, then we'll never do it, right? Um, and I think stories help us see that, see that, right? Um, I mean. You, you, you heard my story. I didn't know anything when I started. I was, I was like very young and just had a dream and a passion, but I had drive and I wanted to make things happen. So um, I think that's the, the, the for me, that's, that's everything, right? And things sometimes don't go in the right direction and many times they didn't, but you need to be there to stand up again, you know, because you know why, you know why you started, you know why this is important for you. So you need to continue. Right. So, yeah, I think that's everything I want to say today. It was great to hear your story and I loved seeing the students engaged with you. So thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. And, and, and don't you have my email? So if any of you wants to write me an email, drop me a note or whatever, please feel free to write me an email. Absolutely. You can find me at the Student Startup Center and I'm happy to share her information with you. Awesome. Bye-bye.